Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey everybody, what's going on? It is the podcast 15 to Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host, Tito Guerrero. Let's jump into it. So, I mean, one of the questions that get asked a lot, right, is like, how did you make it? Like, what did you have to do? Like, all these things, right? Because for the most part, uh, what do people know about, you know, jail and prison and stuff is what they see on TV, what they hear, what they see in movies, right? And some of that stuff can be, woo, pretty, you know, crazy, right? And, of course, you know, for fiction uh, to be believable, you, you got to incorporate some reality. And I, I will tell you, um, for the most part, all that stuff you see in the movies and on TV really goes on. The difference is, you know, on TV and in the movies, you're looking at like the zip file, right? You know, like when you get a bunch of pictures sent to you and it doesn't fit in the email, so they put it in the zip file and you have to unzip it because they basically compress the data, right? So when you're watching TV or a movie, that's something you got to remember. You know, the data is being compressed. So I did 12 years. So a lot of that stuff, damn near all of it that you've seen in the movies and on TV, like I've lived through it, but it took 12 years of incarceration. It didn't happen like I was there for a month and everything happened that first day. You know, it doesn't happen that way. Don't get me wrong. Some people, you know, especially on higher level, higher security areas, will see some more craziness, whereas they won't see some of the other stuff as much like the cell phones and all this other stuff right because with light and security comes more extracurricular crap right so today i uh, i kind of wanted to talk about because ironically you know with the beautiful shelter in place covid19 even though most of us aren't sheltering in place there's still a lot of staying at home versus going out and what popped up on tv was that movie uh, get hard right so You know, God, I don't even know the other guy's name. Kevin Hart's in it. I forget the other dude, older white dude. But anyway, you know, he's some, you know, stock market guy. And he ends up getting caught on something and is scared he's going to do 10 years. And so he gets, you know, Kevin Hart, he he thinks he had been to prison because he's black and hires him. And so Kevin Hart's like running through the stuff. And, And I thought it was funny because the movie was funny in and of itself. But a lot of the stuff, there were there were some points to it, right? Um, needless to say, you know, uh, one of the things I've seen in, in most recently, uh, the movie Shot Caller, which I believe came out Amazon, it was an Amazon movie, Amazon Prime, whatever, um, about a white dude that, uh, you know, ran into someone and killed them and ended up going to prison and then, you know, he followed that advice, <laughs> And if you've seen these 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 movies and, and listened to a lot of this stuff, you'll know what I'm talking about. But if you saw a shot caller, then you really know what I'm talking about, which is basically people tell you to take off on the first person you see or the first person that's like crazy. In other words, fight them. Punch them, fight them. Like win, lose, or draw, at least it shows, you know, where your heart's at. And I'm here to tell you, there's some there's some validity to that. 
you know, um, the problem is, <laughs> and, th- and this is real, real talk, right? And I almost wish I had some of my ex-con buddies on here to kind of talk about their experience too, but there's an issue with that because if you show up and you're the new booty on a yard and you really haven't got to know anyone, but you're trying to make sure no one punks you and you just blindly, like someone looks at you crazy and you just go ahead and sock them in the mouth. Um, yeah, not a great idea because you have no idea who that guy is. They could be somebody, um, which means you might get jumped right then on the spot by 10 other dudes or you could be getting stabbed the next day because, yeah, you proved you ain't no punk, but now you're a threat. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many different reasons why you don't just do that. Now, don't get me wrong. Once you're situated, and when I mean situated, you kind of get the lay of the land. Someone's going to school you on things. Uh, if you listen to the other podcasts, I talk about, like, when I first got to, to Mainline in Solano, um, coming out of San Quentin out of reception someone walked me around the yard and and broke everything down right like this is where we can hang out this is where all the other groups hang out you know this group is there this group is there these are the people you need to know like you know you you get schooled you know that might be everything from a day to a couple of weeks depending on where you're at and what you really need to know right so yeah um here's the other issue if you're not in a car if you're not with a group right then you might not get schooled. And don't get me wrong, once again, movies have a lot of truth in them and stuff, right? So, yes, there are those people like, you know, Shawshank Redemption. You know, the thing that that isn't reflective of what, you know, at least California prison is, you know, you had a bunch of different people all hanging out. It was no big deal. Well, there's definite segregation lines in California State Prison. Right, the races are separated, the different groups are separated, the gangs and everything else. So, you ain't gonna be a white dude having an old black dude school you like in Shawshank Redemption, right? But that's not to say that there's not people that will just kind of help you out. But the reality is, there's not a lot of solo riding people out there. You can ride solo. I did a podcast on it, but the reality is, you. The, the more time you have to do or, and I hate to say, sometimes if you're not doing a lot of time and you're trying to run solo, people will mess with you even more because they know you don't have a lot of time and so it's easy to pick on you. If you got a lot of time, then they might think about it because you could come back to get them later, right? <laughs> anyway, so many different you know variables. And I think it's funny because one of the things in my professional life I always think about is what levers do, right? And when I say that, like when you make a decision, you pull a lever, which causes a chain reaction, kind of like the pebble in the water, like Bruce Lee, you know, the ripples. It's the same thing. And in prison, it was the same way. Like you make a decision, you're going to have to deal with those ripples that come from your decision from pulling that lever, right? So needless to say, do you go and take off on the first person? My advice? Hell no. That's not to say getting into a fight early on is won't end up being a good thing in the long run. Here's my thing. And even in prison. Like, to me, that's that's bad juju, right? So, like, if you get in a fight, even if the dude's an asshole, if you're like, you know what, screw it, I need to show that I ain't no punk, this dude's a fucking dickhead. As soon as I get a chance, I'm, I'm 
floating one on them and, and screw it. I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to try and do it until the guards come and get me. That way you don't have to worry about whether you win or not. Just last until the bell rings, right? So you do that. And to me, you got bad juju, right? One, if that individual didn't start it with you, so you're not just defending yourself. To me, that is going to come back because then someone might use you as that same thing later on, right? So I was always kind of opposed to it. But then I've also seen people use it very successfully. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, um, uh, I'll, I'll never forget that this white dude, um, kind of taller, skinnier. It's not like he was some buff dude. He didn't work out all the time, but the dude had hands. He could fight, right? And and uh, Bobby Shank, Bobby, if you out there, what's up? I heard I heard you're out and about somewhere, but yeah, good old Bobby Shank, man. Did you know he had no problem fighting? He would fight, get down with you one day, and the next day, as long as you ain't disrespecting, he's back to normal program like it's nothing. Like you know what I mean? It's no big deal. But he didn't have a problem doing that. You know what I'm saying? He he would like you weren't going to slide him in any kind of way. He's going to fight. Boom. On on don't matter he got a good job, he got a visit coming, it don't matter. He's going to fight you. And it worked for him cuz people knew like don't don't mess with this dude. Like even even if you think you can beat him up, you know, do you really want to get it? he's going to fight you. You know what I mean? Uh and some people had that reputation. Um there was this other dude uh in there, Rome, black dude. Um uh, He's a fighter. He was good with his hands too. He fight all the time, right? And I remember there were a few times in Rome. If you listen, brother, you know I got I got love for you, but at the same time, you know, is what it is. This is real talk, right? Like there were times I was like, this dude always fighting with people, and and why? To me, he was kind of more on the bully side and everything. So I almost kind of wanted to get into a fight with him. Just I don't know why, but I always looked at it like. You know what? <laughs> I, I don't like individuals like that. But anyway, then there was uh, another dude from from Palo Alto. Jeez, and now I'm not going to be able to remember his name. But him and Rome got into it. And he beat Rome up something fierce, right? This dude was a good fighter too. And I remember thinking, well, that's, that's the chickens coming home to roost, right? You know, you always want to fight people. And now you got someone who will beat you up. That's the other thing, y'all. You fight in prison. Uh, people look at that as a as a reason to to fight you if you're the one who doesn't get beat, right? Or as a reason to gang up and jump you. <laughs> so the fighting thing, uh, I'm gonna say, don't get me wrong. If you're if you're scared, um, it's kind of like you know a scared animal, like an animal that would never do anything to a human being. You trap it in a corner and you're poking it with a stick. It's gonna try and bite you and everything else. It's survival. Right. So in some cases that that kind of stuff does make some sense. You know what I mean? And in others, I just think, you know, the the long term ramifications of that is, is not worth it to me. Not saying you shouldn't do it if you get locked up, because if you're really scary and everything like that and it shows like people will prey on you. So in those situations, if you can't walk the line, like maybe you should just take off on someone. Right. <laughs> Um, so some other things like, um, you know, that you're always going to have to like keister stuff and all that kind of stuff, stick stuff up your ass. That's not true. That's totally a, 
uh, a personal thing and are there dudes that really do the stuff you see on tv where they're putting weapons up their ass dope up their ass and everything else and more importantly like on a regular basis yes there is like i can't stress that enough yes there is there's dudes that um in visiting bring dope back that way and balloons and everything just like you see on tv there's dudes that will hoop a keister stick up their ass a a weapon and some of those weapons can be pretty freaking big um i will say in my time um the craziest thing and it's not that i saw it but i definitely um saw pictures of what he had up his ass because i was working in the program office um they they had this dude that um they had suspicion was trafficking dope and um someone dropped a kite on him someone told so they were going to get him. He was out on the yard. Now, here's, you, you might say, why would people stick stuff up their ass all the time? Like, don't they have places to hide it? Yeah, you might be able to hide it, you know, in the cell or in your dorm or whatever. There's always possibility of search, and there's only so much hiding. And, and any cops or cop, whatever, that are doing a search, if, they, if they're doing a real search, like they're really looking, they're going to find whatever they're looking for. Like, there's a few times people get super creative and clever, but for the most part, you know, you're in a very um, confined environment, <laughs> um, obviously, and that environment doesn't change. So, you know, if a cop can't find something, then they're pretty bad at their job because it's the same environment for years and years and years and years, and people only can figure out the same different thing. They're only, they're only places to hide stuff have not changed so you know unless they got some other weird crap in their cell it's going to be the same thing but anyway this dude had all this dope on the yard with him they chased him around he went running and um i don't know why he went running because I, I don't know what he was hoping to do probably trying to make it to the bathroom but they they got him and uh he had like these cylinders so if you could imagine a cylinder like a little pipe um about the size of a penny right in diameter and almost a foot long like no joke i forget the actual size it was like at least seven or eight inches but i'm pretty sure it looked like a foot from what i remember right he had like freaking it was like four four to six of those and they were all dope like wrapped up real tight into these little cylinders they were all stuck up his ass holy crap one that's a lot of dope not to mention that's a lot of stuff to have up your butt and then you get caught and now you're getting a da referral and a whole new case and oh my goodness like all bad and then i've seen way smaller stuff and then i've seen people stick a bunch of tobacco up their butt like it's just crazy and mind you when i say that i didn't actually see them do it i just know they did it right so does everyone have to do that hell no you know 100 percent of choice um don't get me wrong i've seen some people get in a bad way with other people and then they, that's the option they take you know what i mean versus trying to get some money for the people or accepting the ass whooping or getting stabbed or whatever they'll subject themselves to those things but then again they put themselves in a situation where they owed so hey there you go um stabbing people um a lot of people think like you go to prison and if you're in there for a long time you inevitably have to 
like stab someone you're, or you're gonna get stabbed and all this stuff do people get stabbed all the time yeah more more often than not people get cut um so that's another thing you see in a lot of movies where like the guy will get slid on his face you know what what they don't always tell you in the movies is the reason guys get slit on their face is it's a permanent marker so if they go somewhere else you can't hide a scar on your face and that basically means you're no good right so the reason why a lot of gangs will cut people on the face is because a guy gets into it with their gang at whatever prison goes to another prison starts using a different alias and all tries to hide under the radar and next thing you know they're all in the middle of some stuff and the guy's snitching on them and everything else so a lot of times gangs will cut someone on the face intentionally it's not to hurt them it's to mark them and i've seen that you know up close and personal and uh the crazy thing is is uh yeah doing those things with those razor blades and that's what you see a lot of time on tv it'll be like the little razor inside of a toothbrush or whatever those are the more common weapons um and i hate to tell you even if you're using a little cheap disposable razor those razors are super sharp it's like a scalpel they're good for a good you know couple very deep cuts um the the thing is though it's not a stab and here's the thing um do guys in prison really learn where to cut and stab hell yeah the dudes that have been down forever, they know like where arteries are on your body. Like they will go and study anatomy and all that. Matter of fact, a lot of prisons won't even allow those kind of books in because it teaches people how to hurt other people, right? But but these fools will figure the shit out and, and yeah, they when they hit they're trying to get you hurt in a major way, right? Um but what you don't see and hear on TV is like when people stab each other like or stab someone let's just say someone stabs someone else that's that's a new case so the thing that they don't ever show you they'll they'll show some guy who gets locked up and he gets two years or something and then that that two years that he supposedly does he ends up like killing three people and doing and then he gets paroled like it's nothing right no it doesn't work that way like if someone gets stabbed they're going to shut down the prison for a minute they're going to do an investigation they might not even open back up they might lock the whole place down for weeks on end trying to figure out what happened to make sure it's not going to be a big race right like they don't show you that kind of stuff in the movies and on tv um you know and if you get to a point where you're like i might have to stab someone like that's serious shit like because the other piece of that is you're going to get a da referral right so what that means is you're basically catching a new felony inside of prison so you're going to get more time added on to your time you're going to lose privileges uh you stab someone you're going to to the shoe program security housing unit you're going to go there probably for a, a year minimum uh, a matter of fact i think it's a year 365 days that's your your cdcr write-up that's what they give you regardless if you're found guilty in court or not they're going to give you that so that means you're losing all your shit. You're probably going to bust off to some other prison. And you're going to be on that, you know, all day and night lockdown like you see on a lot of these TV shows. And work out in a little cage and all that other shit. And then when you get out, you know, you're happy to be back on a main line. But you're still locked up. And you probably caught 
one to, to five years extra on whatever time you had. Who the hell wants to do all that just because someone's being an asshole, right? You get into a fight, the the reality is you can you can move on and get out of that, right? You you might lose a little time, you can get it back or get most of it back. So you got all that kind of stuff going on, right? Um now if someone you know someone for whatever reason wants to hurt you, yeah, maybe you do kind of strap up and get ready. Um I ain't gonna lie, there were times where there was some tension and stuff in the hobby shop, we could get straight edge razor blades for doing hobby work. Well, those I would take that and get some sandpaper and sharpen it up even even harder and be ready to go just in case. But yeah, it was kind of stupid of me. So anyway, those are just a few things. I thought I'd go over like what are some of the real things that when people get to prison and what they really end up having to do. Um, I got to tell you, it's all by choice. Um, you could get pressured into something and usually it's more, that's where you're going to have the opportunity to either fight, you know, the, the, the run, the, the fight or flight mentality. You can fight right there and be like, screw you. I ain't going to bow down and do this for you or you fold. But at the end of the day, it's all choices y'all. And I talk about that a lot because I'm a big believer in it. You make the choice on what you want to do and, and how you conduct yourself. When I got there as a lifetime inmate and I thought I was never coming home, um, there were a few things I, that were asked of me and those things involved holding some, some dope, which was marijuana. I don't really consider that dope, but when we're, when we're referencing an illegal substance, right? I, I was told to hold some dope for a little while. I did that. And then I was given a weapon, a shank, and I was told to carry it around on the yard just in case anything jumped off. I did that for a little while. Then after that, I wasn't asked to do anything, and the reality is I could have said no, and as much as I didn't want to do either one of those, especially being the new guy on the yard, I did them because I wanted to be accepted in because this was going to be my family for the rest of my life is the way I looked at it at the time, so I did what I had to do. Um, Thank God I never had to stab anyone. Thank God I never got caught with dope. Although, uh, on one of these podcasts, I'll talk about a time when I actually, they came and hit my cell and I had dope and, and contraband of all different shape, forms and sizes. And these idiots didn't find anything. And it was, and any of you correctional officers from Solano listening, I had Game Boys, weed, everything in my cell and y'all tore my cell up to pieces and left me and PJ sitting in the Sally port in the pouring rain in our draws. And y'all dummies didn't even find the stuff. And it was right in front of you, which is hilarious to me. It's funny how when it's right in your face, you don't see it. But anyway, I'll tell that story maybe next time. So anyway, this is Tito letting you know if you ever get locked up in, you got to go in. Be smart about whatever you do. Don't feel like you have to do anything. Whatever you freaking do, don't think what you saw on TV and, and movies is going to be the end-all, be-all to, to make you a, a good convict or a bad one. Matter of fact, pay me and I'll teach you how to do it all. I'll get you hard. That didn't sound right. Anyway, this is Tito. Love y'all. Be safe. Out.